actually, we do have like dude type slangs. Yeah. Like uh, parce or parcero mm-hmm. or huevon, which mm-hmm. in Mexico means lazy, but back home it just means like egghead. I don't know. When egghead? was the last time you gave someone papaya? Um, I give papaya all the time. Mm-hmm. That's generous of you. <laughs> I give too much papaya. I live like I, there's no danger or consequences sometimes, mm-hmm. and that's giving a lot of papaya, I think. Yeah. Well, not you, Quinn. Uh, the last time I did it? Yeah. Probably three months ago. I think we're yeah. talking about two different things. Yeah, what are you talking about? What's papaya? I the thought... Colombian expression of do not get papaya is like, do not put yourself in situations where you could get in trouble. Oh, that's hurt. all the time. Sorry, I just got a text. Once I got to read this. <clears throat> read it out loud. Yeah. Shut the fuck up for a second. Read it out loud. Quinn, you have 14 friend requests and 99 new notifications on Facebook. I'm going to put that up here. <laughs> Never Can you again. turn the vibrate off? <laughs> That's another good idea. This is why you edit the podcast. Uh, I feel like if I let you edit an episode, you would listen to it and go, that's fine, and then just upload it raw. No, I think I'd be okay at editing it. I'd make no. creative choices for sure. I'd add like... like. I think you'd add sound effects. It'd be, like, it'd be a lot of sound effects. Okay. <laughs> Basically a lot of that sort yeah. of stuff, yeah. This is I Suffer for My Art. My name is Caitlin. And I'm, I'm Quinn. Shut the fuck up, okay? I don't fucking like it. No, I'm Quinn. I'm Kat. Catalina Serrano She's back, you guys. Wow. I remember she was here like tw- 20 episodes ago or something. Yeah. It's crazy. We've come a long way. No one knows. Everyone that listens is like, oh, I'm listening from now to like back words. So yeah, they won't get to so you. So I'm like, oh, so no one's ever heard you, my name. You're an OG guest. I'm an OG. You were on the drunk episode for a hot second. I was. Mm-hmm. For a really hot second. Why yeah. was like, let's leave it for last because it's going to be the fast and the longest and the coolest. And then by the time she got to me, she was like, I'm drunk. Let's stop. Why does my voice also sound like Quinn's voice when yeah. you do impressions like, of me? Because you're both very nasally. I don't know. We're both nasally. Yeah. But I think if you want to do Caitlin's mm-hmm. voice, you could probably hit other things. I confuse your guys' voice when I listen to this track. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, no problem, Caitlin. <laughs> Well, that's why I liked when Trevor was a guest, because I feel like he was our only guest who was just as nasally as the both yeah. of us. <laughs> and then part of the episode when I start laughing, Jared thought that was Trevor's laugh. He was like, Trevor has a stupid laugh. I'm like, well, that's actually my stupid laugh. So Catalina. Catalina. What question should I ask you right now? You're named after an island. That's pretty cool. Well, we didn't know about the island when I was born. That's how old you are? That's how old I am. <laughs> there was no island. You just closed the play. I did you just close the play that you were the fucking lead of. Quinn, did you go see it? I didn't go see You're it. You're a fucking bitch. I am a bitch. I'm a oh my fucking God. bitch. I'm sorry. I saw it and she was great. Uh, well, fun fact. The day before you guys saw it, someone fainted in the audience and we had to stop seeing mid-climax. Yes, yes. Tell us that story. Quinn and I stop mid-climax all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we just stop. One of us is almost there and they go, bored and just walk away. We don't deserve pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was in the middle of a line and then someone says, call 911, even though I don't hear it. It's like muffled to me because I'm in the zone. And then I just like say my line again and then someone says again, call 911. And I'm like, oh, we're stopping. So we all like break the fourth wall, look at the audience, make a face, run backstage. I'm just kidding, we didn't do that. But that would have been theatrically. <laughs> Wait, beautiful. what did you guys do? We just stopped. 
And it's funny because that was the day my whole family came and they were all surrounding this female. So they were all part of my, part of my, uh, they were all part of the story. They were part of, like, my aunt was holding her head when she was fainted. My uncle was the one calling 911. She, like, slept on my aunt's shoulder, like, my other aunt who was next to her. Like, she... It was weird. What's this bitch's problem? Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) But she was late for the beginning of the show and after intermission in the middle of some like important monologues. So she had no sympathy from us. We were just like, can you just wheel her out and we'll continue? But no. Are you saying she deserved it? I'm not saying she deserved it. I'm just saying... You guys didn't care. Speak your shit up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, a couple questions. One, you said she wasn't an old lady. She was not. She was like a normal aged woman. It was two friends... So two of them were late, and they both seemed very um, Botoxy blonde oh. type of oh. nurses. Yeah, so they claim to be nurses. So she's a nurse. Why? Why did I she know. faint? I know <laughs> she should have known better. <laughs> yeah, um, hold it in. And then what I didn't like was that the actors that were on stage started talking to the audience. And I was like, we're either having a discussion on the play, but we're not like just fucking talking to the audience and making chit chat and ruining oh God, the whole story flow. Oh god, I hate that. Are you kidding me? You're like, it's not a comedy show. It's well, a play like, that's a comedy. We have like accents, like two characters, like Anna and I. Uh, so I was like, you know, people know now. Like it's not real. Like which is fine for them to know before and or after, but like we're in the middle yeah. of the story. Like yeah. just don't talk to the audience. But I was, and I was very sensitive those days, so I was really sad my family came the day that the climax had to be interrupted. That fucking sucks. It was when, spoiler alert, when Anna dies? Yeah. That fucking sucks. Yeah. That part, oh my god, Kat was so good. After, spoiler alert, Anna dies, uh, and Kat, like, cries, I cried my contacts out. They just popped out. Wow. Yeah. She's very talented, you guys. Well, it's funny because in the script it says she's funny throughout my character, or she's like really pushing her depression and really chipper most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but in the script it says that right there, right then and there, she uh, wails. So my director was like, "You have to like, it's, it's like a Greek tragedy right now. You have to make like a fucking cry." But yeah, and I was like, "Bruh, it was so fun." And then it's funny because it's just last like two seconds. And then in, I remember in rehearsal, like every time I would want to do it, I'd be like, now I like, I started crying. Like, can I just, no, I can't stop. I could stop because I had to do the play, but I felt like I wish I could just like do it more. I wish I could like take two hours of crying. Like now that you made me start crying, mm-hmm. I wish I could just really let it go. But I just have two whales and then like it gets interrupted and then we have to keep going. And then I'm like, oh, I just ruined my makeup for no reason. I can't even cry for a whole hour. It's not for no reason, because when you get that Ellie nom, ladies, Ooh. it'll all be worth it. Isn't that like in December of 2020 or something? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. are, are the Ellie's a big deal in the Sacramento region? Well, it's like the Sacramento sort of. Tony's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is a very low-scale sentence. Yeah. But it, 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 it's... it's yeah. yeah, people like awards. For locals, it's nice. It's pretty cool. I, like I mean... I mean, I always appreciate being appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone does. Like you, that you got nominated for the KCAT. Yes, the baby. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I'm so proud I of introduce you. myself now as KCAT. KC, yeah, you can do it. KCACTF Award uh, nominee Quinn Russell. <laughs> Hi, I'm KCACTF Award nominee Quinn Russell. What's you always your name? take that long for the acronym? Because um, that's part of the charm in an introduction, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. I'm KCACTF, Kennedy Center Award. <laughs> 
theater fair? What's the what's the festival? F- festival, <laughs> whatever. Like fairs and festivals C-F-C-T. are pretty much the same thing. I always say KCACFCT, but I feel like it's wrong. KCACTF. Okay. Like remember the fuck? Right. So you remember the TF? Yeah. Hi, I'm KCACTFSTDSUV and LGBTQ plus. Well, I call Casey our teacher and our Lord, Casey and Savior. Um, I call him KCACFCT. Thinks it's funny. Yeah. How many trophies have you won in your life? <laughs> <laughs> trophies. Well, believe it or not, you can't see this now because I'm decrepit. But when I was mm-hmm. in, in high school, I played every sport ever. And I won a lot of little medals. And then the first time I acted in my conservatory in Colombia, my first semester I got an award for like most ad- advancement. Like mm. most progress, I guess. Quinn won that. I won that. Nice. Three yeah. years in a row. No. <laughs> Still progress. <laughs> Improving a little bit every year. <clears throat> and then for, for that conservatory, I was there for like, let's say, I think I, I was there for five semesters. Three of them I won awards for like either costume, because we had to do our own costumes and like, you know, it would be like you had to design it and really think it through, not just like wear whatever. And then I won for acting a couple of times. And then at CRC, I won an award for acting for playing a man, which was one of the funnest roles I've ever done. And then at Sac State, I, I've only done one production at Sac State. Midsummer. Midsummer. Uh, <coughs> Midsummer, the scary movie by Ari Aster. We did that. <laughs> she was Titania, <laughs> queen of the fairies. Yeah, I was La Titi. That's how I call her. I was Titi. And uh, I won an award for that, a Sacademy Award, if you will. Ooh. So that was fun. Ooh. And I, I, I oh, on stage that's sick because you like replaced the original Latiti and then you got the yeah. award. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I replaced Latiti. Well, first of all, it was my first production and people didn't know me, which was fine. But then I got cast as ensemble and I was like, oh, that sucks. But okay, whatever. Yeah. Because when you're not like, I mean, once you accept it, <laughs> once I accepted it, let's say, I, I have so much fun like being a background character and just, yeah. it's so much fun. So the moment that Mel had to go to, she's so talented. She was the original Titi. She had to go to the KCFC and blah, 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 blah. And um, so they were And it like, conflicted with the play. Yeah. That's so I ended up doing yeah. more performances so that she did. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, Will Schmidt had to, like, lift me. And, like, Ooh. he had to lift Mel, who's a tiny petite... I mean, she's the perfect fairy. She looks like Tinkerbell. She, I she's so cute. She's adorable. We saw her when we saw Disaster. When Casey McCall well, she's a blonde disaster. lady? Yeah, the, the oh. reporter. Yeah, 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 yeah. The reporter, yeah. She's, like, the she's perfect really good. little... Like Broadway actors, like I, I yeah. always tell her when I like see her, I'm like, why are you not a Broadway? Like, get out of here. Mm-hmm. Like, we, I could be a big fish in a small pond someday, but you, you deserve a bigger pond. <laughs> Go get it. The ocean. But uh, but it's funny because she's petite, so Will lifting her and then lifting me, I was like, I'm so sorry, Will. You're not fat, Catalina. I'm big boned. I would have told you if you were fat. Yeah, we yeah. would make fun of you relentlessly. <laughs> we actually, that's a rule. No fat people can be guests on our podcast. No. So, You know, me and my friends yeah. from high school, we all have shit we bother each other about. One of my friends is fat, so we call him, hey, fat. Hey, <laughs> just, <laughs> kidding. just kidding. No, but we always, like, bother him. Or, like, I get teased for my forehead size. Oh, lot. so do I. But, like, actively and every day and a lot. Like, every single day? Yeah, but like everyone else would. It's kind of like if you tease me every day, but I tease you every day, so it's okay. Okay. Yeah. Like if I was like, oh, like if you're like, oh, forehead, forehead, and I'm like, wait, are we talking about your childhood or like right now? I'm talking about my youth. 
Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Teens. So I meant like right now. I'm like Jerry makes fun of my forehead, but we have the same size forehead, so he needs to we fuck all have off. We all pretty big foreheads, but I, I think, feel like you guys cover it very. I well. think Quinn has a normal size forehead. I don't know why everyone's thinking. I think it's okay. I think it's yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I think it's normal. It's solid. <laughs> it's I have a good. solid forehead. That it, for that sure. It is. Yeah, that it is. No, I never got bullied in school. Um, and I feel like I should have, you know? <laughs> you, but I never I'm surprised got, you didn't. No, I didn't get bullied. I think I just got excluded more than anything. Like, oh, people forgot to bully me. Oh, um, no, so then the only invisible. thing, the only thing I can really go back to is just my high school friends making fun of my butt, and then they grope my butt. You know, they call me like, oh, nice ass. Yeah, but that was only the last two years of high school. So does it hurt your feelings if I say you have a concave butt? If you keep mention, if you mention it once, I'll go. Okay, I can. I can slide that under the rug. <laughs> but if it keeps being mentioned, I get a little. I get a little sensitive about my butt. What if I'm like a 15 year old girl? We yeah? even it out, and I just like keep sexually harassing you, and then she insults your butt. Would that? Um, how would that work? Would that even it out? That would work. I mean, that'd work, but <laughs> you'd have not to in a good like way. compliment in the same ratio as. It's I like a compliment sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Or well, we can just harass sale. you all the time. I, that, that seems more like a compliment pizza is you sexually harass me, and then she just says something bad afterwards. <laughs> it's a pizza. <laughs> and that's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. okay, here's an idea. Okay. We're going to harass you mm-hmm. until you're so self-conscious about your butt being too big and beautiful. <laughs> So we're going to leave Queen you. is too big and too beautiful. I am too big and beautiful. <laughs> too much. Though. I'm a big girl, all right? <laughs> and I don't want anyone to have a problem with that. And big girls don't cry. Big Remember girls that. don't cry. Kat, if we were your therapist, both of us, what would you want to tell us about right now? <sighs> I don't want to be vulnerable. I like your nail polish, by the way. You don't have to. Thank you. What's something that <laughs> shallow that's bothering you? Um, something shallow that's bothering me is something that's deeply bothering me, which is I'm turning 30 next year and it's kind of been fucking with my head, even though who cares, age is just a number. Yeah. But like, you know, I've had a lot of birthdays recently and I always try to be nice and post stuff for my friend's birthday and then I see stuff in my early 20s, you know, when I was your age. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> and I was so much better. Yeah. Better at what? Yeah. At looking pretty. <laughs> <laughs> You're so pretty, Kat. Yeah, you're already very pretty. That's the first thing I noticed about you yeah. when we met. If you weren't pretty, I would have told you. And then okay, I noticed I your personality. Wanna, I didn't say this to like yeah. to get flowers thrown at me. No, but it's yeah. just something because I know, I know, I'm fucking. Are you? Here's, here's a dark question. You don't have to answer it. Maybe this is too vulnerable. Oh, Are God. you thinking about just like the things like, oh, killing myself? I yeah. used to be. No. <laughs> I thought he was going to ask that too. No. Is it just like, oh, I used to be better looking? Oh, I used to be able to, like, you know, drink more or whatever. I don't know what you do when you're young. But, um, <laughs> or is it like, are you looking into the future and going, oh, I'm going to die? Are you having those sorts of thoughts? No, you know, I'm not scared of death. Mm hmm. I'm scared of suffering. But no, I'm scared of being like... Here's the thing about actors, which is something like I was talking to a lot of people in my cast that they were also kind of going through, and they just constantly do. I was the youngest person in my cast, so so they know what they're talking about. Yeah. But um, as actors, you get typecast, and when like the typecast is changing, you just realize it, you know, and it's mm, kind of yeah painful. It's not painful, it's just like, you know, you want to be an actor because you want to be that leading fucking hero in the story. But then you realize you're just slowly becoming a supporting person. 
supporting actor. You were just the lead in a play I saw. <laughs> you were great. You bowed last. <laughs> you were the only one who had their own bow. <laughs> oh, I got a standing O from Strangers on Thursday, which was nice. Oh, that's awesome. I know, it was great. No, I know, I know, but it's, I know, I know it's not rational, okay? I know my life is amazing and I should be super grateful and I'm also a very pretty and blessed human. I mean, I'm... Sh- you this body complain. I have. Let's complain, everyone. This body I have is insane. Cause literally, <laughs> I, treat it, I treat it like shit, and it still She's a doesn't curvy woman. look yeah. as bad as it should. It's I still think. moving. Whoa, that's how I feel about Quinn's body. It's complete. It's really stupid. Like, <laughs> I should be. I think the moment I hit like twenty eight or twenty nine or something late twenties, mm-hmm. early thirties, I'm gonna get really fat. It's just gonna spill yeah. out everything. It's been all the hell. Maybe, maybe myself. not. I literally have two group of friends, you know, people my age, you know, yeah. late twenties. Some of them are like you and suddenly they hit a point where they started fattening and balding, which was crazy. And then some of them just don't change at all. They don't change like at all. Like Jordan. Yeah. You know, he's uh, my age and he um he's a noodle and he eats like shit. Yeah. And, and he has like boy. abs and everything. He has abs? He doesn't Ooh. try and he I mean yeah. he's a noodle and he's self-conscious about being such a noodle, but at the same time it's like it comes to show how like nothing he eats affects him. I, are you I, self-conscious I expect- about your noodle? My noodle? <laughs> are you talking about my penis? My penis? Yeah. The thing I talk about all the time? <laughs> the thing I recommend to strangers? The thing my aunt asks me about and then I say, yeah, go ahead and listen. <laughs> Not really, no. Okay. Yeah. I kind of had to start dealing with uh, my noodle situation as soon as I started talking about it a lot. So, yeah. Yeah. It's frequent topic at yeah. sex, state That's theater so department. Do girls worry about, like, vagina stuff at all? Like, is my vagina normal? Or is it vagina? Yeah. yeah? Oh, yeah. I mean, I did. Like, I had to watch porn and be like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, because, I mean, I remember growing up. And feeling like I was the only girl that masturbated, for example. I thought I was the only one. And we had, like, Catholic conventions. I thought that, too. <laughs> right? Because yeah. girls don't talk about it. Guys are probably, like, sharing ideas or whatever. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. I, w- I felt self-conscious because I think I was the last one out of my friends to start masturbating. That I was like, How I'm old not were masturbating you, 16? Yet. No, I was, like, 12 or 13. And everyone else started talking about it. And they were like, hey, you jerk off the other night? And I was like, no. <laughs> So then I had a, that's really why I started. <laughs> peer pressure. Yeah. Peer pressure. You got peer pressure into jerking off. Oh my god. Yeah, more about how Quinn should be ugly, but he's not. I feel like you're too tall and well built to ever like worry about. I mean, take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. I'm gonna. That, I think that's what my doctor said. I think you're too tall and well built to ever. Just don't worry. <laughs> just, <laughs> don't worry about it. I should be a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> No, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I'm. I'm. Other people don't notice it, obviously, but mm-hmm. I can see because I look at myself naked every day. Um, that I'm getting a little bit. I'm getting a little bit fatter, slightly. Is that why you wear extra large shirts? You're just easing your way into weight gain. No, it's because I don't really know how to dress. But <laughs> <laughs> let's take quick yeah. shopping. Let's. let's make let's dress in like I'm a pretty boy. Down. I, do, I will make you. I do want to be fashionable. That's one of my goals. <gasps> I want to be fashionable, I want to get a tattoo, and I want to start... I want to get a tattoo. What do you want to get a tattoo of? Um, I, I was thinking of um, my high school friends. I want to convince them to get a tattoo of Eugene Debs, uh, who's a socialist from the 1918 
some fucking time. We did a project together, and it made I us I mean, friends. if you're going to have him tied on your body, at least know what era he's from. No, but I like not knowing, because I think it's fun. <laughs> okay. Um, and then, I don't know, we could do a Suffer For My Art thing, we could do a voice and movement thing, we have to think of something creative. Are you Are you going <laughs> to, let's get Casey McClellan tattooed. Oh my god. His whole body. I want to get a tattoo of, like, something meaningful, like, if I was in a play I really liked, and, like, a line from that play, just something like that. No, that's stupid. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah. I, yeah. I don't want to get more tats because I have a bunch. Uh, you don't have a bunch of tats, do you? I have ten. Knitted ones. Oh, I didn't know you had ten. Well, you hide it well. But you should get a microphone or something together, like an old tiny microphone. <gasps> oh my god, that'd be so cute. That'd be good. <laughs> that's actually a really cute idea. That'd be a good idea. Um, I made it, like, I, okay, so I made little shrinky-dink pins for Christmas for them. Oh my god, they're so cute. And the mo I did the most for you, but they all got ruined. Because they were the biggest ones. And a lot of them said I suffer from my art or had a little microphone or something. I love the ones I got. I have one that says, I heart Casey McClellan. Yeah. And the other one says, honk if you're horny. <laughs> it just makes sense. Which they is were, really funny. They were very good pins, by the yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> I was also going to give you one. I didn't know if you got that but i was gonna say radio killed the theater star yeah because radio killed the video star the song yeah, yeah. but radio because you're a radio girl yeah i am yeah I'm taking photos right now i'm just saying that in case they can hear the because you know cats oh so okay sorry i was in my catholic thing and i remember they gave us a little like booklet to fill mm -hmm. just to know what to say when we confessed <laughs> so it's basically a list of sins and you just had to check a box Oh, which ones did you do for confession? Um, a bunch. I was such a guilty child. I literally, especially when I was really Catholic, I literally felt like everything I did was wrong. You know, and every time you kind of doubt it, you know, and you mention it, they're like, that's the devil! So you're like, you know, every time you kind of doubt it or question anything, you're like, yeah. oh, no, 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 you just like stop yourself from doing, Ugh, I was so stupid. Like, I remember telling my mom once, like, we need to go to confession. And she's like, well, I guess I have a couple things I could say. And I'm like, Mom, you don't understand. We're sinning all the time. <laughs> she still says that to me. She's like, you know you said that to me once, right? And I'm like, well, yeah, well, according to the church, we are. So, But um, that's, I, like, kind of looked over my friend's little pamphlet of sins. And a lot of them had masturbation in it. Yeah. And I was like, they do it too. <laughs> it was hey. crazy. But then we never talk about it either way. Do you think if you go to confession and you tell the priest that you have constant thoughts of murder, that he wouldn't <laughs> tell anybody else about it? Um, they're, no, they can't. What if I, mean, I told them, what if I told them <laughs> they, they that, <laughs> that I did murder someone? Would they tell the police? They actually can't. Really? Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, I, I'm sure maybe someone will be willing to break their rule for moral issues even though <laughs> moral and religion it doesn't mix always yeah. but yeah I could tell a priest I kill someone and they can't say anything a therapist can because you know they're under oath but they have these little exceptions a therapist and a priest are two very different occupations <laughs> yeah. but to both you confess yeah. you confess about life alright after we record we're gonna go get microfilm tattoos and then tell a priest that we killed a man <laughs> Cold blood. Together. Together. Yeah. We're doing we're doing see what happens. Yeah, three for one today. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We should do that just to see what happens. Like we should go to confession and say really horrible things. You say you raped a little puppy. They wouldn't care. They'd be like, They'd be like, Where'd you get where should <laughs> Who's sex trafficking puppies? Yeah. Give me the number. <laughs> sex so Kat, you <laughs> you just got cast as the lead of the play at Sac State. H O D. Yeah, House of Desires. Yes. Uh it runs 
right after Romeo and Juliet closes. So it's like April, like end of March. I think you guys open mid-April. I think because we close the end of March. Yeah, that's. I think that's what I saw somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, tell us about that. Well, it's um. From the Spanish Golden Age, which means it's very uh, Shakespeare-like. Mm-hmm. In the it's in sense verse, of the right? Language. Uh-huh, it's in verse. It's funny because it's like a Shakespeare comedy, but like more Latina, which is not. It's Hispanic, like from Spain. But it, it is just like a little soap opera about love affairs. Like if Quinn was in love with you and you were in love with me, but I was in love with Jared and Jared was in love with Ossia and Ossia just really just doesn't like anyone. So I think what everything you just said was true. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so it's about that. So it's really funny, and it has, like, the style of comedy of manners, which is, you know, breaking the fourth wall, being like, oh, I love your sweater, and then telling the audience, like, yeah, if I was colorblind. (laughs) You know, (laughs) so. (laughs) Um, Who does your character love? My character loves Don Carlos, um, who's played by Xavier. Mm. And (laughs) that's the guy that smirks a lot. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's him. <laughs> and so, um, Say is playing this other noble woman who's like naive and beautiful. You know, she's the like. Don Leonor? Don Leonor. Uh, Doña Leonor. Aha, that's close. And uh, Carlos is in love with her. And she's in love with him. They're the only ones that are in love with each other. Who loves you? No, 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 yeah, Don Juan. Don Juan loves me, but I'm like... Who's played funny. by Don Juan? I think Bryce. Oh, fun. Yeah, and it's funny because at the beginning, like, my maid, Bethany, my page, she's like, why do you love Don Juan? Like, he loves you. And I'm like, ah, oh, he already wants me. Like, what's left to want? <laughs> you know, it's very much like that. So it's, it's oh, funny. I can't wait to see this. But Doña Leonor is staying in my house, so I have the power. So I'm very much the schemer here, just mm. to make sure I get Don Carlos. She's innocent and naive. So I definitely wanted this character because he's way funnier. Like, because I'm the one that's like jealous and I want Don Carlos for myself. So like, I, I scheme. And then it's just a bunch of might and mistaken identities. Classic comedy bits. Classic. And I cannot wait. I, I can't heard, wait to see the costumes. I heard yeah. they're really whimsical. I mean, I know they're going to be like old timey, but I think they're going to be very colorful. I'm excited. They look so pretty. Plus, I've worked with Nicole before. She's a wonderful director. She really is. What have you done with her? Enfrascada. With Teatro Espejo. Oh, nice. It's a play by Tania Saracho, and it's about this friend. I'm this group of. It's very like Sex in the City, but with witchcraft. Ooh. It's about this group of friends, and one of them who's had a boyfriend forever, friends with all of us. He's friends with all of us. He, we find out he cheated on her while we were at a music festival. So then it just increasingly becomes like, you know, you should go to my señora, who's a curandera. Curandera does like santeria. Or like, you know, there's different witches, like tarot ladies, so there's all these friends telling her, like, you should go to see this person, whatever. And all the witches are played by Catherine Baino Anites, who is wonderful. And it was hilarious. The first one is like an Afro witch, and then the second one is like a curandera, and then the last one, like, does Santeria, which is just really trippy. But at the end of the day, it's just her being, like, increasingly obsessed about her ex, and us increasingly being, like, let it go. And it's really kind of really cute and funny. I understood 60% of the words you just said. Yes. Curandera, Santeria. There's all like all these like religions that existed before uh, colonization, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. That pesky thing. Or like, have you ever had any Latina tell you to rub an egg on you? Rub an egg on me? Yeah. Is that a euphemism? No, that's like a classic 
What's an egg? An egg. An egg? An egg. Oh, to rub an egg on me? Yeah. All the time. That's <laughs> <laughs> like the main thing they do right away. Like rub an egg on you and then break it. And yeah. Like, that's supposed to like absorb all your energy. Often and, I'll like... just be around the store and Latinos will just be rubbing eggs on me. <laughs> just go to the egg yeah. section and you'll see everyone just like. <laughs> Get the fuck off me. Yeah. What suffering have you done recently? What suffering have I done recently? Yeah. Well, my director wasn't super easy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because I've met her a year before because she does Reiki. And she did Reiki for me. Wait, what's Reiki? Reiki is like a massage for your energetical oh. anatomy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I heard of this. Keep going. Yeah. I, I don't know if I told you about it, but I have a lot to say about it because it like kind of changed my life a little. Point being, when I was cast in this role, I was like, cool, I'm going to work with Lori. She's so spiritual. It's going to be like an amazing experience. It's going to be, you know, super open for mistakes and for creative, you know, expression, whatever. I thought it was going to be amazing. <laughs> it wasn't. No, it was great, but it, it, it was extremely intense. And I think it paid off at the end. But there was a couple of actresses that she was really hard on. Um, who? Who? Tell me now. How? Virginia, the woman that plays Virginia. Sherry. She was so cute. She so oh, cute. she was adorable. But, um, like, for example, Virginia has a lot of lines that are, like, for example, like, one is, like, wow, you sure are confident, you know, or, like, I wonder when you became such a bitch, you know, things like that. She would always be, like, a tacky, because that's, like, normal when you read that line. And it's, like, no, everything comes from, like, you're naive. And she wouldn't get that. It's not like, oh, you're fucking confident. It's like, wow, you're confident. Like, everything you say is not a stab. Mm. It's like an actual it's like, thing. It's wow. not sarcastic at all. You're such a bitch. Yeah. How does oh. she do it? Exactly. God, I want to be a bitch too. Exactly. Well, she tweaked a lot of things. Like, to the point that in one line, I would know if I did, like, I would feel like I did three things right and two things wrong in one line. Just because that's how nitpicky she was. And I think at the end it paid off, but there was some really stressful times, especially for the other actresses that had, like, a way harder time than me. What was up with those two nurse characters? Well, we needed crew, because they're basically stagehands that just got to be in the play because we needed more people mm-hmm. um, for little things. So they weren't really cast, because it wasn't a role. And the clean house gets really dirty at the end, so... They yeah. constantly need to be picking stuff up. So uh, Terry and Veronica, which were lovely, they were just our stagehands, basically. Okay. We just happened to work for the surgery scene where they get dressed as nurses and help Rick. Would you say, as uh, a talented actress who's been doing it for a little bit now... She's been doing it. Yeah, you've been really doing it. Do you prefer like a super hard director who's kind of nitpicky and has a clear vision, or do you want someone who's like, oh... Find the space, create whatever you want, be what it feels. <laughs> well, like, good question. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like I usually, and I think most of us, we usually get to work with rational human beings that have like a mix of both, which is the ideal, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, yeah, I didn't love the nitpicky stuff, even though sometimes it would be like, oh, I see what you want and I would get it. And I think I'm just really good. I mean, I'm, I think I'm becoming a very easily directed actor Mm -hmm. um 
So I feel like she didn't really, we didn't clash at all. But I did feel like it was kind of detrimental for the other actresses. Like they started like really not having fun. They were dreading acting. Everything was like scary. And I'm like, and they've been doing it for a while too. And I'm like, yeah. it, it sucks to like feel that way. Especially for a play that we all came in like loving. You know? Would you work with her again? I would. Yeah. Because I feel like, you know, what she wants, I do and I get. Uh, and when I don't, I just... I don't know. Like, I, we have great communication. I think she really likes me. And also, I think I like... I, I was doing what she wanted me to do. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. like... Uh, that's why I'm excited to work with Nicole. Because I've had her before. And she's very much, uh, you know, gave specific notes when given. But everything is, like, exploratory. Like, why, yeah. would you, why would you think you say that? Or why do you think... You know, all these things that... I love it. It's like you create your own thing. Which I think... I've never been directed by Michael Stevenson. But I think he is like that, too. And, you know, when you have a space to, like, be open to make mistakes and everything, which I think I felt that way with Lori naturally just because of our history with Reiki. But I think, like, if I hadn't done that, I would also be, like, hella scared of her. Yeah. Can you explain to the audience and to also Caitlin what Reiki is? Of course. This is going to take a while. Do you have time? Just kidding. <laughs> Reiki masters are trained to kind of clean your energy, I guess, and uh, give you new energy, which they kind of... Um, Mm -hmm. I have some really Someone. old energy. <laughs> so they clean out your energy and they... You they, could do a Reiki reading they, and they literally don't touch you and they'll give you, like, your whole medical family history, which they did with me and it was insane. That sounds scary. I kind of want to do this. Now. I don't I want to always have that, that much power over my body. I want some someone to fill me up with energy. Yeah. I want to get a picture of my aura taken. I want to know what color it is. <laughs> I hope it's pink. What if they draw your aura, they turn it around, and it's just a photo of Gilbert Gottfried? <laughs> That's you know, you can kind of see your better. own aura. How? What? Well, some people <coughs> see it, but really, if you supposedly, which I think I've seen it at certain times of my life, if you stand in front of a white wall for a while, mm -hmm. and then you move, there's a residue of your aura. Is it like when I look at the light, or if I had to look at that for a second, and then I blinked and looked somewhere else and have this like, red-bluish? Yeah. You know when you do that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when yeah. you see light and dark. Yeah, and they go, oh, I have like a photographic, yeah. But when you do that with humans, mm -hmm. there's different colors of the residue. The residue. The whatever. There's, <laughs> there's space dust. <laughs> so, yeah. And Reiki, whatever. Like, I don't like, like, going on about metaphysical things because, you know, it works for some people, it doesn't for others. And yeah. a lot of people have talked to me about a certain thing that's going to change your life and then it doesn't, you know. Mm -hmm. And this was very much like me going in, not really expecting anything. And then leaving, like, feeling so different. But I can't really explain it. And Lori did this to you? Mm-hmm. Do you think she knows where to get magic mushrooms? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. I think she's very much not into anything. Really? Yeah. That's very racist. She's a dancer. She's... Oh. Yeah, I went to her because she gives discounts to performers. Because she's a performer, Reiki master, so. That's cool. How much did it cost? Um, it's funny. We I bought, like, a four-pack. Because I did this in a when I was doing in Fresca, actually. And I was going through a really hard time mentally and emotionally. And I was like, oh, it's going to take forever to fix me. Like, it's going to take everything yeah. to fix me. So I was like, I just bought these four sessions, like this packet. But the first one, who's that's not included in the four, is like this assessment session. And she said, like, I only charge $30 for that one. And I was like, perfect. And she's like, and we talk and then we do Reiki. So I was like, cool. But then we spend like three hours like two hours of me talking and then the reiki and she charged me 30 for all of it and then literally after that first session i literally felt like i didn't need more 
I mean, I did the others and it was great. Also that night I felt like, I mean, I'm the kind of person that can't stop eating if the plate is still full, like I want to empty it. Like if there's a beer in the house, I'm going to have it, you know, yeah. if there's temptation around, like I, you know, I always do it just to enhance the moment because I'm not happy with the nap, you know, that's yeah. how we are. So when I did Reiki, all of that was gone. The need for anything else was gone. And I was like, how do I make this last? Like, oh. I, it was insane. Get our Reiki done, Quinn. I'm yeah, you should. Yeah, like let's fucking do it. That sounds like yeah. a fun thing. But don't yeah. expect anything. Because it's like meditation. It's like people like do it and then they're like, what the fuck? This isn't yeah. working. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, it's not supposed to work or not work. You're supposed just to... a moment of like... I need to do some hippie thing to really clear my mind a little bit. I could guide you. I spent a whole summer teaching my friend, my best friend, Silvio, yoga. When I became a Reiki yoga master. Oh, I hate yoga. I hate yoga. I think you'd like it if I did it with you. I think yoga is just like really long stretching. It's like it's like <laughs> working out only someone's telling you to relax the whole time. I agree. And it doesn't. Well, make some you are relax. relaxing, and also you don't have to relax, but like it's just going until the moment you're uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and then staying there. Observing it. When I work out, I like to be upset the whole time. I do. You know what? I feel like stress is good for a workout. (laughs) I like like the buildup of this, like, fuck, I need to do this thing right now. If you you go to work out and you're fighting with someone through text, you work out for an hour and not notice. I've done that. (laughs) It's crazy. I'm going to text you when I start working out, and I want Uh you to say something very charged with hate. Yeah, Yeah, I can do that. Your voice is squeaking. Your penis is really four-ish. It's not really four-ish. It's really (laughs) five-ish. And she's never seen it. But I asked around. (laughs) I asked around. (laughs) No, I think hippie shit is good. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe I shouldn't say... Maybe hippie shit is kind of uh, derogatory, (laughs) but like... I'm very much into the hippie shit, but now I'm reading a book that's not hippie, but it's all the same stuff, but it's just science-based. Oh, when we went to Barnes & Noble, that book you bought? Yeah! Oh, is it good so far? I like it a lot. What's the book about? About your subconscious mind. Okay. Is it like all psychological and stuff? It's not fully psychological. It's a little kind of, you know, like it's a little like like, law of attraction-y. Yeah. But the thing about the law of attraction is like you can't really want anything because if you want and need something, it means you're unhappy with your life as is. You have to be desireless, excellent, and gone. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) What does gone mean? Fucking Bob said that. That Fucked up? That was his advice. You gotta be gone. You gotta be gone. Like I think it means like not readily available. Desireless. Excellent, and gone. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think what we can learn from that is just space out all the time, and you won't care about anything. And be desireless, meaning look like you. I was being gone as you said that really <laughs> mean thing because if I heard it, I'd be really sad. Good thing you didn't hear it. You were gone. Good thing I didn't hear it. But you are excellent. I, I am think excellent. it means having crazy. no desires. Yeah. I think that's what he meant. It feels like he wants to be undesirable rather than this undesirable. Side. No, that's not what he meant. No, it's, it's like, definitely um, not what he meant. Like, if, like... if, <laughs> if I had a crush on you and I didn't like want to seem too desperate, I would be desireless. Like... Well, I don't think you're doing it for a goal of like, oh, I want this thing, so I'll pretend I don't get it. I don't think I... that's what the Buddhists envisioned. Well, <laughs> the Buddhists didn't envision it, Bob did. So I don't have to tell you. We, have to, we have to call him and ask him again. No, I think it's just like acknowledging see i don't know anything about this shit too i think it's just like acknowledging you want a thing and knowing that the want of a thing is just the want of a thing and it's not really gonna i think it's just not wanting something too hard yeah it's not needing it yeah it's not thinking like once i have this i'll be happy Mm -hmm. it's like you should be happy now Mm -hmm. yeah have faith that whatever is coming will come Mm -hmm. and uh and then ideally when you're like that 
that's why gratitude and appreciation is such a big deal because it's like you just start thinking of your life as is and how amazing everything is that you have. So once you feel that, miracles start happening and that's that ain't no lie. Isn't it funny that generally people who meditate and do yoga generally are like rich blonde people (laughs) who have everything? Yeah. What's the best Christmas present you guys have ever received? I know, I don't know what I, I know the answer to that. I just don't know the name. Pogo stick? Pogo stick. Pogo stick? Pogo that's stick. cool. Oh, that's cute. I asked for one for three years and they finally got one. Is that fun? It is. Once you get a hang of it, you can jump forever. It's really fun. I feel like I wouldn't like that. I think I got, I got uh, moon shoes one year <laughs> and I got kangaroo, sho- kangaroo shoes the next year because I was like, oh, I, if I get this, I'm going to use it all the time. Uh, but then I never did. <laughs> what do kangaroo shoes like look they're like? just like little like like curved things you bounce up and down on so the moon oh. shoes are like springs the kangaroo shoes are like like curved little hat circles oh i know I, I, okay i yeah. just think i yeah dude when i was a kid heelys fucking heelys that was my shit i never got heelys really no my mom was like those will look ugly that's why <laughs> that's exactly why because those roller skate shoes my are mom, ugly <laughs> She was very conscientious early on, like, no, I don't want you looking like a dork. Maybe that's why I didn't get picked on when I should have. Because your mom made an effort. She made an effort to make me stylish. Aw, thanks to her. What happened to the effort? What happened to the effort? (laughs) Well, once it just started happening to me, I was like, I don't really care about this effort being put into me. So then I just stopped. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah, but it taught me not to get transition lenses on my glasses. It taught me not to, you know, there are lots of little things. You see on other people, you're like, Quinn. If well, you had transition lenses in your glasses, we would not be friends. No, they're just they're just bad looking. They're just Con. they're not good. Does yeah. Bob have transition lenses? I hope he doesn't. Maybe does he? Transition lenses are they the ones they turn the, the sunglasses sun. oh, outside. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, if he does have them, I've never noticed, and that's why I'm friends with him. <laughs> well, I think he does. He doesn't always wear them, but I think he does. McKenna does too. Oh fuck! I know. I've made fun of her for them. Okay, good. All right. Mm-hmm. But they yeah. look worse on men. Transition they lessons, look, yeah. They make them look kind of shady. Yeah. yeah. Casey McClellan was in a commercial about tr- how transition lenses, m- lenses make you look like a creeper. They do. Have you seen that commercial? I don't think so. We're Is that gonna... the one where he's getting out of bed? No, that's that one was for security cameras. Oh, okay. We're going to watch it after this episode. Okay, <laughs> please. Please. Just you guys want to talk about that game we played last night? The wrestling game? Uh, yeah. The kissing the neck game. The kissing the neck game. Oh, That's so, so cool. I always, like, I was, I really took a limb out on that one because I was like, I'm going to do this right now. But that was so it fucking might be, funny. It might it's be so sexual harassment. That's why it's funny. It might be like a Me Too thing, you know? <laughs> but it worked. Well, Me Too. You Doing that to Kat, that was the funniest person you could do that to last night. Um... Uh, we were at Quinn's apartment last night. Quinn put a pizza in and just forgot about it. Two. Two pizzas. And then Kat was like, you need to check on the pizza. And he goes, oh my god, Kat, thank you so much for remembering. Thank you. And he just goes over to her and starts kissing her neck. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. And then it just became like a thing, a we all thing started the, the doing. whole night. And yeah. then we started wrestling and the whole, like, you would lose if, if you got, you got a neck kiss. Yeah. Well, I felt like I won, so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think there's a video of me trying to lick Quinn's cheek. Oh, yeah. Um, I put on my Snapchat story, and Sean Putzier, who is a guest, like episode six or whatever, he replied um, that you're a very lucky woman. <laughs> uh, he's he like, God, know. I wish I was her. <laughs> we should do a gingerbread house. 
Oh my god, you should. No. You don't like gingerbread houses, you well, stupid idiot? What? I just don't like that you have to use candy canes or candy cane drops or like, that's disgusting. We don't have to. She we hates candy. Else. For I the listeners, Cat's afraid of candy. What if we use chocolate instead? I mm-hmm. like that. Very brown house. Yeah, let's make a greenhouse. <laughs> let's make a greenhouse, put weed in it. Yeah. <laughs> let's burn the candy thing. Yeah. We're just going to fill it with lean. Yeah, yeah, never mind on the gingerbread house. Let's just open up our lean. Let's just smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> let's just... <laughs> that works. So you graduate next semester. Cheers. You excited? Yeah, I've, I've been having opportunities in my life that I have to say no to because I have to still finish school. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to not have to say no anymore. Kat, what are your plans after graduation? Um, well, B Street offered me to join their touring group for children. Oh, I've heard about that. Yes. I mean, it's kind of hard work because you're on the road a lot, but it pays really, really good. So if I can do that for a few months, that'd be great. Because uh, Lindsay Birch offered me, uh, and I had to say no. Because I still have yeah. school. Oh, that fucking sucks. So I'm hoping, I mean, she kept telling other people that I know, like, no, but wait for her. And she Aww. hasn't said that to me, but like, so I'm hoping they offer it again once I'm done. I and I hope so. I can do that. That way I can save up, like, a normal amount of money and not have, like, a minimum wage thing. Yeah. So that would be nice. And especially if getting paid for acting, that's going to be great. The yeah. only thing that worries yeah. me is my stuff. I hope I can bring <laughs> But we'll see. Yeah. Do you, so after you graduate, like you're done with school forever, like no other, okay. Yeah. I mean, if I get a master's, it's going to be down the line when I'm 35 and I don't know. Mm-hmm. If, yeah, that makes sense. If. Yeah. Yes. What about you, Quinn? What are your plans after graduation? Um. We don't graduate for another year though, me and Quinn. Yeah. Honestly, I have no clue at all. Mm-hmm. That scares me a little bit, but, um. You have time to figure it out. Yeah. I have time to figure it out. We have time. Yeah. Yeah, I have like 60 years before I die. I can do anything. Probably Maybe. not 60 years. Probably 50 years. Are you... I have 40 or 50 years. Attached yeah. to Sacramento? Or would you want to move? I'd be down to move. I kind of want to move. But I'd I don't move. know where I'd would go. Would you move with me? Where would you go? I don't know. I'm just asking. Yeah, I'd be down. Probably some big city, mm-hmm. beach. Those are the two things we need to have. West Coast stay. Yeah, I'd be down to stay in the West Oregon, Coast. Oregon, Washington. Oh, God, I want to live in Oregon so bad. I don't, what the I like big all the fucking deal with Oregon? Really? Everyone's like, oh, Oregon's the best. Have you ever been to Oregon? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I... <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like everyone sucks on Oregon D, and I just, I don't get it. Have you been to Oregon? No, but I can't, it can't be that great, right? Well, so I really there's like the just, weather. There's just more trees. I really like the weather. I like the scenery. And then also that Oregon Ashland Shakespeare Festival. Yeah. I've been there a couple times. I really like the city of Ashland. Mm-hmm. It's oh, super cute. Yeah, I remember you were going to go with your ex and then you had to break up with him before going to Ashland's <laughs> road trip because you were like, I can't spend I can't spend three whole days with him if I was thinking about breaking up with him. That would not be enjoyable for anybody. Keep in mind, he's not an actor, so the trip was for you. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's because he knew I wanted to break up. <laughs> so he's like, here's this trip you want. Do you still love me? <laughs> no, but have you seen Portlandia with Fred Armisen? Yeah, no, I love... I love that's the that. first time I heard about Oregon, and then I heard people say, like, well, no, they're just, they have a reputation for being, like, hippie and cool, and mm-hmm. da, da, da. Yeah. And after that... I think you'd like it. It's fit. Yeah. Like, you every time be... I meet a hippie person, oh. and they're like, oh, I'm from Oregon, I'm like, oh, that makes sense, yeah. and it just adds on and to, like, my image. Jessica Day is from Oregon. Jessica Day. We're big new girl fans here. Oh, big. Um, oh, wait, is that 
Is that? Yep, that's the show. I hate that girl so much. <laughs> really? You hate I, Zoe Deschanel? I hate Zoe Deschanel. Why? That's a hot take. She's just a piece of shit. And okay, I you just, have not seen New Girl. I have changed the mind. I of so hope many people. she fucking listens to this. I have seen New Girl. My mom used to watch it. Is all it because you hate the Property Brothers and she's dating one of them? I, They're married. Well, I do hate the Property Brothers. That makes me hate her more. It's like more <laughs> of baby. like. Uh, oh, ugh. um, I. Also, how how do you even have a preference for which one to date? Right, like, they look the not, fucking same, and not. they have the same personality. <laughs> the same exact they, personality. I've never seen them. It's just some dumbass HD TV show. I know. You're gonna take one, take both of them on. But I just, I don't know. I hate the sense of humor. I hate the three friends. The three friends are like the most like. They're just, they're, just they're from a Bud Light commercial. They have no, you know. It's just really ironic because I feel like our friend group's so hot, like the friend group from New Girl, and he, he's fucking Nick. You're Nick. He's so Nick. That's so stupid. That's Nick's so the character that's like, I hate fish because they breathe underwater and I don't trust that. Jared is Schmidt. Oh, Jared's totally Schmidt. Yeah. I'm Jessica. They were one episode. I walked into the room. And in the episode, someone walked into the room and he said, what are you doing? And they said, oh, we're making quirky hats. And I turned it off because I don't like that. Yeah. You know, they make fun of her, too, in the show. Like, it's all so mean thing. Mm-hmm. Going back to Oregon, um, we should go on that trip to Ashland over the we summer. Should. I really want us to do that. I think that would be so much fun. That. I feel the same about Washington people, though. I like Washington people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every time I meet someone, I'm like, oh, no wonder. You're cool. Yeah. I don't know. I just love the West Coast. My grandparents are from Washington. Exactly. That's why your grandma has such cool taste in shirts. She does have a tool, cool taste in shirts, that's for sure. A tool? Yeah. A tool case? A tool cool. <laughs> tool. Speaking of cool shirts, I like your shirt. Thank you. Ooh, who did I get it from? It says bull shirt with a little... The... Okay, it says bullshit with, with an R. bold serifed letters. <laughs> and then it has an R in the middle of... I and T, <coughs> which is like doodled on with a marker, just like a bull is doodled on with a marker. So it says bull shirt. It's really cute. Yeah. Kat got it for him for Christmas. Very cute. <laughs> well, it's he wears funny t-shirts, I so I wear funny t-shirts. funny t-shirts. Yeah, and honestly, you know what? This is my, I feel like it's what I'm known for now. I need to keep it up. <laughs> yeah, we're still going to take you shopping. Oh, I took no, do uh, it. a while <laughs> trying to figure out what was the funniest and more appropriate things. I like how Jerry got me a gift that he wanted. <laughs> Jerry's gift did not fit the budget, I'm sure. But whatever. What's the, what was, well, how much did his thing cost? I'm sure it wasn't 20 bucks. I'm sure that was $20. It can't be. It was 3D printed and it was from Etsy, so it could be expensive. But it was it, from Etsy? It doesn't feel like it was. <laughs> you sick. <laughs> I just. I, I love. I just. I was so nervous the whole time. Uh-huh. I was like, man. I don't know what they're going to think. I mean, maybe they're going to like it, but are they going to really be honest with how they like it? And then as soon as Jared got you something, you guys were like, that's fucking stupid. That's the worst <laughs> present ever. Your gift for Ostia was so thoughtful. It was very thoughtful. You, Yeah, that was so surprising. Yeah. yeah. Jared, if you're listening, I love you. You know what I think it is? Is that when you get someone a present, there's always the worry. Are they going to like it? Are they mm-hmm. not going to like it? It's the back and forth. In between the back and the forth, you find somewhere in the middle that's good and he started off with the back and then said that's good and he had no doubts about <laughs> anything else he never had there never for a second doubted the first decision so, yeah, he made curvy. 
Yeah. When I was in high school, there was like two years in a row that I was the only one from my whole class that didn't get a gift for Secret Santa. Because someone would like, <gasps> forget. you know, forget my name or like someone was written in twice. You know, like sh- little, little reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we did Secret Buddy for She Kills Monsters, um, my person forgot me for like the first day and I was so sad. Aww. <laughs> I remember because Brenda was like, hey, what do we get Caitlin? We're trying to like, you know, make sure she doesn't feel bad and we're going to get her Oh, that was so ourselves. sweet of her. Did you ever find out the person? Yeah, it was Paul Kiros, but he ended up giving me a gift like the second day. He's just busy. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. It was like wine and uh. It was a nice gift. He got me a pink blanket because I said my favorite color is pink and my favorite activity is sleeping. Uh, I said I like Shakespeare, like on this little forum. He got me a collection of Shakespeare plays, and then he also got me a bottle of wine. So it was actually a really, really thoughtful gift. Nice. Yeah. When I did Secret Buddy for Midsummer's, I kind of went crazy because it was the first time I had heard about this. Who'd you have? I had uh, Madison Fieldmeister. Never heard of them. Yeah, she's lovely. She's a great friend. Um, well, I guess acquaintance now because we haven't talked in a while. But I got her, and she's really funny. And um, I went all out. I, like, went to Target and got a bunch of, like, dollar stuff, and then every day I would have, like, a ransom note. Like, the first note was, like, some, like, can't catch me, I'm the gingerbread <laughs> Some kind of, like, weird rhyme thing. <laughs> and I would do it all with my other hand, uh, which doesn't really have that bad a writing, but it still looked like ransom notes. That's and I would really try funny. to scare her a lot, but also <laughs> give her gifts and, like, chocolates. And then I got her a Ouija board, because she wanted that. And I did. And then we played, which was ridiculous. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing happened. Are Ouija boards real? Ouija boards are scary. Do they do shit? I mean, I think just, if the energy you know, is right, shit can happen. Yeah. But it's just hard for a group of people to have the right energy. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's like, ooh, let's not take it seriously because it's so Ouija. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know how they are. That's how most white people who play with Ouija boards sound in movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make a BG board, and four people hold it. Uh huh. And then the letters always just spell out the lyrics to a BG song. <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> All right, cat. It's time for us to wrap up. Oh, time for wrap. All right. Yeah. You have any last words? This is cat. I'm not a bat. I'm also not a cat. I mean the animal cat. I'm actually a dog. I'm definitely more like a dog. My name is Dogalina. No, it's Catalina. Also, I am very puppy-like. I also have a puppy. His name is Lord McDuff. I'm here in the kitchen with Caitlin and Quinn. Are we going (laughs) to lose or are we going to win? This is a fin. Fin is the end in Spanish. Spanish, the end. Fin is Quinn. That was really good. So, um, is there anything you'd like to plug before we go? Um, plug it in, plug it in. And, uh, come watch House of Desires in April and Letters from the Wall at the Crocker Museum in May. And come watch my wife be Mercutio. Yes. Kill it. And come watch Quinn make a fool of himself any day of the week. Yeah. Just yeah. Come to the green room. That's yeah. Come to the green room. Watch me be loud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you want us to advertise something, literally anything, just Venmo me a dollar at the Caitlin Richards. Yeah. <laughs> or you can Venmo Quinn Russell. Mm-hmm. What's Ooh. your Venmo? Uh, Q R U S. Yeah. 
follow the podcast on Instagram, Suffer for My Art. We have a fun surprise coming out soon. So Ooh. you should follow it to see what it what is. is. Wait, what's the surprise? I don't know about it. Do I, did I forget about this? It's the the merch that we're about to be selling. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. It's going to be awesome. Oh, it's going to be so fucking excited. rad, you guys. All right. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, I have a plug-in. Oh, yeah. Plug it in. Um, Follow the cat period in the bowler hat on Instagram and buy some funky art stuff. Yeah, she makes merch. Mm-hmm. She's cool. Merch. Alright, this is I Suffer for My Art. I'm Caitlin. I'm Quinn. And I'm Kat and I'm suffering. Do <laughs> you want me to put my pants on? No, I like it. Do you want me to not stroke my crotch? I like it when you do it. I, I can think just rub it my crotch over my, my pants. To the episode.